tonight I just feel like something that God's laid on my heart uh, for us just to kind of share, just to kind of kick off our school year. And I know that we have, our, our youth group is actually representative of about 10 different high schools and a lot of homeschool students now. So a lot of things have changed over the last couple of years. And so, um, so, but I really believe that God has laid something on my heart for all of us, just as we kind of think about this new school year that we're going into. And I think about this idea of what if, what is the answer? What is the answer? The answer, the answer is, I think about uh, different things or different things I've been involved in. I think about like a test, like how much easier it would be to take a test if you already had the answers. I mean, that would be like, you know, some of you, some of our students, like they forget to study for a test or they choose not to study for a test and they pray to God right before they says, Lord, please anoint my pencil to do thy work and make an A on this test so my mom and daddy or grandma or whoever I live with don't kill me, right? I prayed that prayer. It doesn't work, but I tried it. You know, it doesn't work that way. Or thinking about, thinking about the answers or maybe like a video game. Some of y'all are gamers and like if you had the cheat codes, if you knew all the codes to be able to get to that final level, like how awesome would that be? Or how awesome would it be for some of my athletes, like you had a football game and you had the other team's playbook. How cool. That. I'll never forget I was on the front row at a, a Clemson basketball game, and they were playing Duke. And uh, the, there were some students, and the, like, the, the Duke bench was right there beside us. And I went and watched them, and one of the students took the playbook off the, off the bench while they had a timeout, grabbed it, and they were passing it all through the student section. They had to like, stop the game and get security so they could get the playbook back. Now, if you know anything about Clemson basketball, it wouldn't have mattered one way or the other because they're always terrible. Um, but but if, you have, if you have those answers, there's times that we don't feel like we know what the answer is. Have you felt like that? Like sometimes you're like, I don't. I don't know what the answer is. When I think about that today in today's time, man, uh, COVID, when I was right in the middle of school during COVID, we didn't know what the answer was, especially early on. We didn't know what to do. It was a scary thing knowing that we had 400 students in our school and we didn't know what, what was going on. We didn't know if we could breathe or smile. We didn't know there's so many answers that were, that were left undone. Uh, there's so many answers or, or, or so many questions right now that we don't know the answers to when it comes to school shootings. Everybody's got an opinion about it. It's a scary thing. I mean, that's one of the, the biggest things that I, that I fear and I pray that never happens, knowing, knowing the position of administration. Um, there's, there's, there's questions and stuff that when we think about LGBTQ agendas and things that are being pushed down the pipeline into our schools. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of questions, sometimes not answers. And the list can go on and on and on. And for students, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of stress. And students are dealing with so many things. Some of you are dealing with new schools. You've, you went into a new school. Our eighth graders, you know, going to the high school. You go from the oldest one in the school to the youngest one in the school. Or sixth grade, same way. Switching schools. Or maybe some of y'all have actually switched placements where you're, you're, you're you know, face-to-face. And then you're doing virtual or homeschool. There's just a lot of things that go with that. You've got new teachers. You're trying to fill them out. You've got new schedules. You're trying. I was talking to a mom today, and she's like, my kid only got lost twice. And she deals with anxiety and stuff. She's like, she only got lost twice, but she was good. She made it through the day, and she didn't get sick. She was excited about that. But there's also, you're dealing with practices. You're dealing with rehearsal schedules. You're dealing with peer pressure. Uh, man, they're dealing with drama and lies and gossip and things that are just simply not true. And my seniors are starting to think about, where do I go to college? Asking, what do I need to do with my life? Situations at home with parents, such as divorce or financial issues there are so many questions and sometimes so little answers. Sometimes we don't know exactly what that answer is. And so when we think about some of these things as Christians tonight, if you're a believer of Christ, if you, if you follow Christ with everything in the inside of you, think about how do we respond? 
What do we say? What do we do? If you ask these questions, man, I have. What, what do I say? How do I respond? What do I do? And I felt like the Lord just kind of kept bringing this up in my spirit all week. Something that's very obvious, but yet something I want to make sure that we drive home tonight simply is this. Is that through all the chaos, through all the uncertainties, through all the questions that Jesus was, he is, and he will always be the answer. He will always be the answer. In Proverbs 3, 5 of, of familiar verse probably for most of you says trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight do not be wise in your own eyes fear the Lord and shun evil the reality is is that there's so many things that Jesus is the answer I mean in Sunday school some of you grew up in Sunday school the answer always was always was Jesus that was the first thing you would say when they ask you a question you'd be like Jesus that's what you would say because it was all we had felt board Jesus anybody remember felt board Jesus going around nobody a couple people all right all right all right a couple people but even from the beginning of time Jesus was the answer to our broken relationship with God from the very beginning of time, he, he, Jesus walked in a place of the perfect relationship. God walked with Adam and Eve in a perfect relationship. And then you know what happened, right? Sin entered into the world, and then, and then that, that relationship with man and God got broken. And Jesus was the answer. He came and he lived a perfect life in every single, every single aspect. Same things you're tempted with, he was tempted with, the word says. And he came and he died a life and then thank God and praise God, he rose again three days later. And the result of Jesus being the answer is that God and mankind began to join hands again. That we now have direct intercession with God. Jesus said it, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You can look over in, in Acts 4 and 1 Timothy. Apart from him, there is no salvation. That he is the answer, but it's even, even more so than that because that is our foundation, but sometimes we know that, but we forget about the other stuff, such as that he is the answer to a meaningless existence. You think about why am I here? Why do I do what I do? Why, 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 why? Listen to this, 36, almost 37% of high school, well, 12 to 17-year-olds have had persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness. I don't know why I'm here. I don't, there's no reason for me to even be here. And I think about Jesus as the answer for anxiety and de depression. In 2018 through 19, um, the year 20, 2018, 2019, 12 to 17-year-olds, 15% had a major depressive episode. 4% had a substance uh, use disorder. Almost 2% alcohol disorder and 3% drug disorder, and that was before COVID. Those numbers have escalated since then, but then I know what the Word says because Jesus is the answer, Philippians 4, 16, and nothing be anxious, but in everything, by prayer and with thanksgiving, make your request be known to God in the peace. Somebody say peace. Peace of God which surpasses my understanding, your understanding will guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus. Jesus is the answer for that. He's also the answer for suicidal thoughts. 18% of high schoolers have seriously considered attempting suicide. 16% have made a suicide plan. 9% attempted suicide. And almost 3% have, have required medical treatment because of suicide. He's the answer to unforgiveness and bitterness. He's the answer to our worries and doubts. He's the answer to disunity. He's the answer to our fears and our certainties. Jesus is the answer to our addictions. 
Praise God for the Hope Center, right? Our Hope Rehab Center. More than 90% of alcohol consumed by teens is through binge drinking, which is three to five drinks. 4.2 million teens reported to binge drink once a month. 825,000 reported binge drinking five or more days a month. And four out of 10 high school students reported using marijuana. As much as one in five reported doing it even through vaping. Now, this is, this is, now some of y'all are like, gosh, you're shoving on. This is stuff your students know, okay, or they're about to find out. And again, it goes back to simply this, that Jesus is the answer. That Jesus is life, that he is hope, that he is peace. Come on, somebody. He is patience. He is joy. He is contentment. He is self-confidence. He is the healer. He is the comforter. He is the answer. He is the answer. And this is the reality of it. What I, why I want to set this up is that at tonight that you have the answer. You have the cheat code. You've got the answers to the test. You've got the playbook. What are you going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? Are we going to keep it for ourselves? Are we going to do something with it? And so there's three things that I just want you to kind of think on tonight as we think about that Jesus is the answer. Because that's some heavy stuff. And as parents, that might produce some anxiety in you. My daughter now, uh, she's in third grade, and the school that I'm assistant principal in is a third through fifth grade school, so she's now in my school. Um, and so I've tried to kind of prep her for, you know, what I do for a living, um, that, you know, suspending kids, and sometimes parents are mad, and sometimes I get cussed out. I didn't go into all those details. We gave the G-rated, G-rated version, but I know what happens in the school systems firsthand. And there's, when you know all the stories and you know all the stuff and you know what happens in students in her classroom and students in the classroom next to her, that's easy to produce some anxiety when you think about it. But through that, we can also know that, man, there are people in here and students in here and parents in here that are difference makers. And I don't believe that, I don't believe for a second that our students have to go through that stuff. I don't believe that our students have to sow their wild oats. Man, I don't believe that for a second. And so when you think about this school year, some things I just want you to remember. If you don't remember nothing else, I want you to remember these three very, very simple things because I'm a simplistic guy. My mind doesn't work very, it's, it's very simple-minded. So here's, here's one thing I want you to think about. As you're going through the hallways, as you're going to your workplaces, because I think it applies to us all, is this, is that you are not alone. That you are not alone. When things are hard, when days are hard, when weeks are hard, come on adults, always remember that you are not alone. How do I know? Because he promised me. And I can, when I can't stand on anything else, I can stand, always stand on his promise. Always. Joshua 1, 9, haven't I commanded you to be strong and courageous? Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. For Yahweh, your God, is with you wherever you go. Pastor Eric's been talking about through our series on Sunday morning about the Holy Spirit. Man, he's there with you. When you ask Jesus Christ into your life, he sent his helper to help you through day in and day out. When you don't have the answer and when you don't know what to say and you, when you don't know which way to turn, he'll make a way. He'll give you direction. It'll be a still small voice and he'll say, this is what you need to do. This is the direction you need to go. This is what you need to say. This is who you need to talk to. 
day in and day out. Man, it's so practical. I think sometimes we, we spookify everything, but this is how practical it is for me because I can just share my examples with me. So, so when I come in in the morning, there's nothing worse than a parent. Is this recorded tonight? Are we recording tonight, Nate? Oh, great. Okay. We'll edit this part. There's nothing worse than coming in at 745 and there's a mad, angry parent and the, they've, been, they've been mad all night and they're ready to come in and cuss somebody out. And you walk it in, they're like, oh, Mr. Fowler, there's a parent in the office. And I'm like, okay, what do they want? What do they, what do they need? You know, I'm a little walkie-talkie. What do they need? There ain't nothing, there's nothing worse than that. So when I go up and I go and I shake their hand and, and introduce myself, I'm walking to my office and I, tell, I literally pray, Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me because I'm about to get cussed for everything that's worse. <laughs> Holy Spirit, God, somehow help me be Jesus to this person. Somehow help me to make a difference. Man, and my job is hard when you say, hey, man, listen, here, here's, here's three days of out-of-school suspension. And by the way, Jesus loves you. <laughs> I'm sorry, ma'am. He, he's, been, he's been suspended for three days, but, but Jesus loves you. Representing him. But everywhere, everywhere that I go, man, you have to remember that you're not alone. You're not alone. You were never created to do life alone. That's why numbers during COVID when we had to isolate so much, that's why the suicide lines went up 200%. That's why they doubled during that time. Why? Because we were so isolated because God didn't make us like that. He made us to be connected with people. That's why youth group's important. There's my plug, pro tip parents. That's why youth group's important. They need connection. And I get schedules. I get all that. My, my favorite thing in the world, and Jill's the same way, is seeing a kid come in here after they've, they've been in baseball, after they've been in football, after they've been in volleyball, and they come in stinking. I love that. Now, for the ones who haven't and they just haven't taken a bath, there's no excuse for that. <laughs> all right? Let's, make, let's get some things clear, right? We're in America. Everybody, listen, you can take a bath somewhere. But if you're coming in from practice, I love that. And through all these things, we have to remember that, that, that you're not alone. You're not by yourself. Here's the second thing. As you go through the schools, as you go to your jobs, as you do what you do day in and day out, you have to remember you have to represent him well. Represent him well. Listen, people are watching you. And sometimes I've heard Christians say something, well, you know, you can't judge me. And all that is their excuse is to do whatever the heck they want to do. <laughs> they don't want any accountability. I know in 1 Samuel 16 where they get where people say that you can, don't judge me they pull it out of this verse but the Lord said to Samuel listen don't judge by his appearance or height for I have rejected him the Lord doesn't things they'll see uh, doesn't see things the way you see them people judge by outward appearance but the Lord looks in my heart and we look at that and the Lord does know our heart right he does know us from he, the Lord says he knows every hair that's on our head he knows who we are better than anyone else I mean he created us right but even more than that, it says that people look at the outward. And that doesn't mean that we have to be fake, but it does mean that the, what we say we believe, there better be some fruit to what we say. If it's just coming to youth group, if it's just coming on Sunday mornings, if there's no fruit coming out of what's happening, something's got to be shifted. So how you act and how you react to people and to situations, it does matter. It does matter. How you treat your, how you treat your teachers, how you treat other students, watch this, how you treat substitutes, <laughs> I'm preaching now, I tell you, I'm about to start jerking up here, I don't even know what that is, but I've seen it on television before, and I laugh at them when they start jerking. 
kind of what Pastor Eric was talking about. It matters. How you treat your coaches, how you treat your custodians, how you enjoy, she, about to cuss, how you how you treat your employees or employers, all that matters. All that makes a difference. Because here's the reality of it is, is that is that you don't know what's going on outside of where they are right now. Because listen, students, there's teachers in your schools right now that have a terrible marriage. About to go th- there's teachers that they don't have any money in their bank account. There's teachers in there that they, they, they're dealing with suicidal thoughts. There's teachers in your school that deal with alcohol. There's teachers in here, and they don't know what the answer is, but you do. But you do. Man, I missed so many opportunities through school. If a substitute came walking in our room, oh, it was on like Donkey Kong. I mean, we were going after that one. We were going to make sure that she didn't come back. And when you're on the administrator's side, you can't find those substitutes, and it changes everything. You realize, thank God for our subs. If any of y'all want a sub, hook me up afterwards, and I'll, I'll, come, I'll come hook you up as many days as you want to work. But everything that we do, listen, students, how you perform in drills, going halfway. Again, we're talking about representing him, right? How, how you go through drills, representing him, not going halfway, but give, going all in. Every play, every down. How you respond to your coaches when they put you on the bench. When you think you're supposed to be playing. How you talk about others. All that matters. I was talking to one of the guys from our Hope Center. Um, I mentor him each week. And, um, and uh, the way it works in phase two, y'all may not realize this. So there's three phases to our Hope Center, which is our rehab center that um, our church partners with. And um, through phase one, they're all at the house. They're working. They do a lot of projects around here. Um, they're just kind of getting them phased in and trying just to um, help them just experience love and, and get off the addiction um, as best they can. And in phase two, they go out into the workplace. When they go out in the workplace, they work every single day like you and I, but they don't get paid. Any money that's made, it goes to the Hope Center. And when they graduate the program, they get a, they get a check or they get a, kind of a supplement kind of deal. Um, but through that, the, the guy that I mentor, every single day he goes and works eight hours a day or, or however many days. He sweats in a shop, and he makes like $1 a day, but it don't even go to him. I think, I think that's right. But every day he knows he goes to work. And what we talked about is simply this, is that it don't matter if you're making a million dollars a day. You're still representing him every day. People say, well, I'll work harder if I make more money. That ain't true. You won't work for less. You won't work for more. I think that's in Scripture somewhere. So you have to understand that you're not just representing yourself, you're representing your family, you're representing your youth group, you're representing your church, but most importantly, students, you're representing Jesus. Represent him well. Everywhere that you go, man's looking at the outward. Here's the third thing. Make the most of every opportunity. Every single opportunity. Man, I missed this when I was in high school. I missed this when I was in middle school. It was just school to me. I didn't like school. It's funny that I'm in education now. I didn't like school. I didn't want nothing to do with it. I, can't, I, went, I went to school every day to play ball and to, to talk to girls. That's what I did. I had an afro belt like this, okay? And none of them were as good as my baby right there. So that, thank God. <laughs> Meet the most of every opportunity. Ephesians 5 says, be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most. Listen, of every opportunity. Because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Listen, you were put in this season for a reason. 
Adults, listen to me. For whatever reason, God dropped us here. It wasn't by accident. In the middle of COVID and everything else has happened, you were put here for a reason. That God gave you the abilities. He gave you the talents. He gave you the skills. He gave you the DNA for such a time as this. For such a time as this. Students, he gave you the abilities and the talents for such a time as this. Make the most of every opportunity. What does that mean? It's simply this. Be intentional to have conversations with other people. That is foreign right now to our students. Now, if you snap them, that's one thing. Okay? But having conversations, just simply saying, hey, how are you? Smiling. Open the door from somebody. These simple things that we think are, has to be so hard. It's the simple things that make all the difference. One of our students, uh, he shared a couple weeks ago about one of the guys who was in his class. He's a high schooler, and the, the student was falling asleep in class every single day. And as he would fall asleep, everybody else around started laughing about him, started laughing, you know, making fun. He was always falling asleep and all that stuff. And so, so at one point, he, he went over and talked to him and got to know him, asked him his name. They started talking in class, and he's like, hey, man, you know, why, are you, why do you fall asleep in class? Well, it turns out he's the son of a single mother, and he goes, to, he goes to work after school and works late into the night so that he can help provide for his family. Well, that student has been to Edge several times and even went on our awaken trip and something shifted off of one simple conversation of, hey, how are you? What's your name? Man, it's the simple things. Make the most of every single opportunity. Talking to students, listen, who are outside of your circle. It's easy to get clicky in middle school and high school, right? Talking to people, adults. Listen, adults are as clicky as students, right? It's talking to people who are outside of your circle and realize that, man, maybe not something that I do or something that I say, but the power of the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of me, maybe, just maybe, that something can change and be used by what I say or what I do by just simply being obedient. And I do think there's times when the Holy Spirit will nudge you and, you know, there'll be times that you feel like, man, I really need to go talk to them. But he also said right before he left this earth to go and make disciples, Right? He already told us to go do it. It ain't something we got to wait on. I think we went through, went through a series called Contagious Christianity, and we had lots of great conversations and things that are happening. But, man, make the most of every opportunity this school year.